Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Linebackers. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. There's been a lot of, what's the word, minging in the Lions logo sphere slash draft Twitter community about the team choosing Jack Campbell. So today I'm going to go into whether taking a linebacker or not is a particularly good idea, and why. So, to start, I mean, it's it's a little bit more common for linebackers to be taken than running backs. That's uh, just in terms of sheer numbers. There have been 17 linebackers taken since 2015, whereas if I call correctly, I didn't go back and look, but I think it was 14 for running backs. It may have been 15. A relatively similar number, but the success rate on those picks is as far apart as any two positions in the NFL. So let's take a quick look here at the players that we're talking about. In 2015, one linebacker was taken, and that is Shaq Thompson, who has been a starter in the league basically that entire time, but has never made a single Pro Bowl or an All-Pro Ed only has one season uh, with an AV, which is a stat used by uh, Pro Football Reference, just determining when good or bad things happen. Where is this player in relation to those good or bad things? And then just kind of gives them a number. If a guy made a tackle in his gap, that's a plus. If a guy missed a tackle in his gap, that's a minus. Yada, yada, yada. You see what I'm saying? Kind of. It just gives every player in the NFL a number. And seven is kind of your baseline starter level. So eight plus, that's what I'm using for this just as, you know, did they have any good years? Uh, he had one in, <laughs> in his entire career. Uh, it took him five years to, to get to where he was even amassing like real volume stats of what other tackles. Uh, he's, he's a starter in the NFL. That's, that's about it. Uh, oh, actually there were two in 2015. I misspoke. Stefan Anthony who is a name I uh, forgot prior to doing this and uh, have forgotten even since I did the write-ups on this. Uh, hasn't been on a roster since 2019. Honestly, I forgot the name. I didn't remember anything about the player, even though I was heavily invested in writing draft content at this point. Um, he had a 2016 and 2017 on IR with knee injuries. That's probably why he you know, basically wasn't successful, but uh, no Pro Bowls, no All-Pros, not a single season above eight on the AV. Uh, next, we get to 2016 draft, where this time there is actually only one guy who got drafted, and that's Ohio State's uh, Darren Lee, who also uh, has zero Pro Bowls, zero All-Pros, and uh, zero seasons with an eight AV. Uh, he had some turnover luck in 2018. That was basically his only halfway decent year 
Uh, so it took him you know, two years of garbage to have one good year, and then he has since kind of fallen out of the league. Uh, Hassan Reddick in 2017 was the highest drafted linebacker. Uh, you may know Hassan Reddick as the guy who has had 10 sacks in the last, basically in each of the last three seasons, uh, because they moved him back to the position he played in college. And this is one of the cardinal draft mistakes. He was drafted to play off-ball linebacker despite having no college tape playing off-ball linebacker because his athletic traits said he should be an NFL linebacker. We'll get back to this later if there's a specific team that does this a lot. Cardinals. So anyway, as an off-ball linebacker, uh, he was terrible. He has made a Pro Bowl and, uh, and had an AV 8-plus season as a pass rusher. Since they moved him back to his college position after three years of terrible linebacker play. After Hassan Reddick, uh, Detroit Lions fans might be familiar with a, a man named Jared Davis. Now, we're going to get into some stuff with Davis later. He peaked in his second year. Every year under a certain coach, Matt Patricia. He got worse in that defense. Every year he played in that defense, it played to none of his strengths and required him to do everything that he was terrible at. But that also plays into the problem of why so many linebackers bust in the first round of the NFL draft. I'm going to get into that later. I'm just going to keep rolling through the roster here. Reuben Foster was the guy that most people in Lions draft Twitter seem to think the Lions should have taken. Uh, massive head case. Uh was popped for drugs at the Combine, and anyone will tell you only idiots test positive for drugs at the Combine. Legitimately people too stupid to breathe without instruction. That's it. You know when that test is coming. It is very easy to Google how long certain substances stay in your system, and he was not capable of doing that, so he tested positive and made a huge ruckus at the hospital where they were doing the drug testing apparently because he was trying to get out of doing it that weekend. Not a good player. Uh, 2018, much better. Much better season for linebackers. Uh, you got Roquan Smith of the Bears until he got traded to the Ravens and signed a $20 million a year contract. And you have Tremaine Edmonds of the Bills until this offseason when he signed a $20 million a year or whatever it was contract with the Bears. Two very different players, like, Roquan Smith is the the small, fast yada, and uh, Tremaine Edmonds is the big, powerful, but also like very athletic archetype. In fact, like if we're going to relate this back to Jack Campbell, obviously that's the reason I'm doing this. His pro comps, one of the main pro comps for him was Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, those two guys are two of the three players that I called a hit in the first round. Uh, pro Football Focus hates Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, he has had an AV over eight uh, because he is in the place on the field where good things are happening. Again, that's what that stat is based on. That's what it tells you. Uh, basically four seasons since 2018. Uh, the third guy, I'll get them four in 2018. The third, the third was Leighton Vander Esch, who's another guy that Campbell kind of gets caught to a little bit just because of that whole size, athleticism, instincts thing. Uh, Especially was his rookie year. His uh, second team All Pro. I uh, made the Pro Bowl. Uh, 
he has two seasons with an AV over eight. Like he's he's been injured a lot. That's the reason a lot of people are kind of down on Van Der Esch is because he has missed a lot of games. But when he plays, he's good. Uh, that is um, the other player currently active in the NFL to whom Jack Campbell gets a lot of pro comps. Just saying. Uh, and Rashawn Evans, uh, complete, just a guy. <laughs> the the opposite of what you kind of want when you draft a player in the first round. Like he's a starter, but he's like he's a level of starter where like, your team isn't good at that position while he's starting for you, but he will start somewhere for ten years if that makes sense. Like he's not good, but he's better than what somebody has if that makes sense. Uh, which again is not what you're looking for in the first round. Not a guy I call the hit. Um, then we get to 2019. Uh, two players, and I counted them before I said that this time, so you know it's correct. Uh, Devin White is the first one. And there's a lot of people who have a lot of hate for Devin White, like he's the worst player in the world. But when you look at that AV stat, which admittedly favors players on good teams because more good things are happening, it is more likely you are going to... It's, that's the hole in that stat. Uh, PFF detests him and would tell you that he is he should not even be on an NFL roster. But realistically, an NFL team is going to pay him a lot of money next offseason, and he's one of the players for whom the 50-year option was picked up, which is getting to be close to a 50% rate. Uh, four out of four years, he's had an AV over eight. Uh, he has been in all-pro consideration once and made a Pro Bowl. The other guy was Devin Bush, who was the next guy off. Uh, basically, he had a really good rookie season and has done absolutely nothing since. Like, I'm sorry to big blue fans, but uh, Bush pretty much looks at this point like he's probably a draft bust. Sadly. Then we get to 2020, and the Cardinals do it again with Isaiah Simmons. Did not play linebacker in college, but was the size of a linebacker. He was a slot player. Like a slot safety. He played pretty close to the same position that uh, Brian Branch played. And Brian Branch was, you know, six feet tall, 190 pounds. Simmons did it at, like, I believe 6'4", 230 is what he came in at, at the combine. Uh, absolute athlete. No instincts at the linebacker position at all. Uh, he had a terrible rookie season, like, to the point where a lot of people had completely written him off as an NFL player. He did improve a lot in the second year. They kind of reduced what he was doing and kind of just let him play a position a little closer to what he did in college. Uh, he may not be a complete bust, but he's certainly not a success as of yet. Uh, but, yeah, uh, not an AV over 8 kind of guy. But again, the Cardinals were terrible. It's harder to do that on a bad team. Kenneth Murray, uh, three seasons in, just a guy. Rookie season was his best year. It's gotten worse since uh, the Cardinals again hit in 2021 on this list with Saban Collins, who played pretty well, but not much as a rookie, uh, and then was bad last year. Or like, I guess you could call him just a guy. Like we're not rating him off yet. He's that bad, but he certainly wasn't good. We'll see what if the new coaches let him actually do things that he's good at. Maybe he can pick it up here three. Uh, and Jamin Davis, who was terrible as a rookie, and then pretty decent, actually, from the Commanders last year. Uh, Well-rated by PFF. Uh, yeah, just not a terrible player, but not great two years in either. But 
I struggled about whether I was going to even include that draft up, but they're both just kind of mid-level guys who are not pluses or minuses at this point. If you'll recall my argument about running backs, the reason I say the draft of a running back in the first round isn't stupid is because you, generally speaking, get a good player when you do that. That is not an argument I can make for linebackers. Uh, basically, like that argument boiled down to teams that wouldn't do it, and this one... I can't really say that. Uh, drafting a linebacker, even when it's successful, seems to kind of almost be a situation where you're drafting it for the next team, if that makes sense. Like they, when they are really good, they tend to kind of be really good in that like year three through seven range. Uh, the most likely outcome of drafting a first round linebacker is kind of a mid starter but just kind of league average guy soaks up snaps. But does that mean that Jack Campbell's going to be a bust? Uh, no, <laughs> it doesn't, frankly. Uh, it's kind of bad analysis to take that and say that that is, means that this one single player is going to be bad because of the fact that there is an 82% failure rate in getting a high-impact player by drafting a linebacker in the first round. As I said, the two most analogous players on this list for him are Tremaine Edmonds and Leighton Vander Esch, who are comfortably starter-level players in the NFL. There's not really much data of that, or much doubt about that. Uh, the issue with linebacker is that there is a massive disconnect between what the NFL values in college tape and what makes a linebacker actually good in the NFL. Uh, the guys who get drafted high tend to be combine freaks. They're athletic phenoms. There was literally no tape of Hassan Reddick playing linebacker. He got drafted to play off-ball linebacker. And one coach finally was like, look, let's just let him be what he was. And he immediately strung off three 10-sack seasons. Like, that's, that's what NFL teams are doing at the linebacker position in the first round, is, is taking a guy has there's no evidence that he's going to be successful, and then shockingly, he's not successful. Uh, the NFL just drafts poorly at linebacker. Uh, and these numbers are skewed by the fact that the Cardinals are, were terrible at drafting under the last regime, and three of the players on this list are from that team. Uh, but let's use an Alliance example, just because that's who we're covering, right? Uh, Jared Davis. College take. Plays like his hair is on fire at Florida. Uh, there's a 10-minute highlight video of, of him doing awesome things in college. And, and that film like looks really cool, but a lot of it is actually bad linebacker play, uh, if that makes sense. And I'm going to kind of go into why a little bit here. Uh, the knock on Davis is that he has literally no control over what he's doing. Uh, he always over-pursued. It was habitual. It was continuous. It, it never stopped. He is not capable of keeping himself under control playing linebacker. Basically, the only good plays he ever made as a pro or in college were when he was able to just run in a straight line forward and tackle a person, and he was elite at that. Unfortunately, that isn't what linebackers are supposed to do, but it seems to be what the NFL and also draft Twitter value more than anything else is that completely... I don't want to say unnecessary skill set, but it's not 
most of what a linebacker is supposed to be doing. It's the end. It's the end of a good process. You then get to do that. But if your whole process is doing that, you're not a good linebacker. I hope that makes sense. Like Davis, either literally standing motionless or running full speed. That was the two, like it was literally like an off on switch on his Florida tape that got him drafted in the first round. He was either standing with flat feet, looking at what was happening or sprinting towards something. The analogy I like to use for a player like Jared Davis is he's like a dog chasing a car. When that is the right thing, he is the right person. When you need literally anything else, completely outside his skill set. A way to see this, if you go back and look at these highlights, is when he's running a play down, his shoulder pads, 100% of the time, are perpendicular with the line of scrimmage on an almost 90 degree angle most of the time. Like he is running sideways from sideline to sideline. And that's not good because you can't adjust. You Like if the guy cuts, you're, you're done. It's, it's over. That's, that's how you create seams in the defense for zone running schemes to make giant plays, is by turning your shoulders towards the sideline. Jack Campbell highlights couldn't look more different from that. Uh, he's moving laterally at the same speed other linebackers are moving as they sprint. It's uh, just a, a stark comparison between the two. Like I keep hearing people say that Campbell's athleticism doesn't show up on tape, and I'm going to respectfully disagree, which, as you guys may know, is the thing I do very often. <laughs> Usually more than happy to uh, tell somebody that they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, but I'm going to stop short of that here, uh, just because it, it is a visual thing that is, is kind of hard to pick up, and it's, it's a little bit the nuance of the position. Uh, you can't stalk a running back trying to get to the edge through traffic with your pads parallel to the line of scrimmage unless you are incredibly athletic. And every single highlight you watch of Jack Campbell is going to be him doing that. Whereas Jared Davis is like a dog chasing a car, Jack Campbell is more like a cat stalking prey, if that makes sense. Like, he's very economical with his motions, but then when he goes, he has that same shot out of a cannon effect that you saw from Jared Davis. It's just not all he has. Like, you'll see in highlights of Jack Campbell, there's a specific play that's in every single highlight reel that he does that kind of illustrates a lot of what I'm talking about. Uh, there's one where he bites on play action, so he has made a mistake. He then gets 15 yards deep on his zone drop and breaks up the pass in a back pedal. He doesn't turn his pads, he doesn't turn and run, which is what 90% of linebackers are going to have to do to cover that amount of space. He literally looks like he's shot out of a cannon backwards like somebody flipped the tape on reverse. It's insane. The man is incredibly athletic. That's that's why his relative athletic score is like 9.6 or something like that. He does not run super fast in a straight line, but that is probably the least valuable thing linebackers do with the combine. Basically, he's covering ground more efficiently than anybody else and not taking himself out of position to make plays. Uh, because while with the Davis highlights, like they look pretty cool, uh, for every one of those, there's 10 plays on his Florida tape where he took himself completely out of the play by just sprinting when he did not need to be sprinting. What a lot of people are misinterpreting as Campbell not looking athletic is just a linebacker 
doing what linebackers are supposed to do, being patient, letting the play develop, not getting caught up in blocks, and then tackling the guy. I've heard for decades that you'd rather have the guy who plays with his hair on fire than the guy who doesn't. Uh, but I think at linebacker, that idea is an antiquated mindset that needs to go away because what you need is you need a cerebral assassin at the position. All the traits in the world don't matter if what's between the ears isn't top tier. If that makes sense. Uh, like it's a position where you need to know the opponent's playbook as well or better than all of their players to be successful. And if you can't be that person, you are not going to be a really good NFL off-ball linebacker. But the league keeps drafting guys who run below five because that's impressive and super rare at that size. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, okay, but they're not good. They're not good at football. Uh, the reason I think the Jack Campbell pick is good is not because I think drafting linebackers in the first round is a great idea. Uh, like I said, that's an 87 or an 80, 82% Failure rate at that position league-wide. Drafting linebackers in the first round is a bad idea. Well, linebacker is the worst bet in the first round in the NFL. That's not even a question. Uh, but you should probably take solace in the fact that Twitter hates this pick because they don't always hate linebacker picks. In fact, uh, when you're looking at draft coverage, what I would like you to do is just look at, say person who's talking like this is the google search i'd like you to do person who's talking jared davis 2017 draft and just see what pops up see what kind of grade they gave universally regarded draft bust jared davis in 2017 after the draft uh you're gonna see a lot of similarity there. Like not everyone screaming to the high heavens that you can't take a linebacker is doing so because of how completely wrong they were in 2017 about Jared Davis and how badly they messed up that eval. But uh there is a lot of that going on right now. Like when someone gets very anti-Campbell, just do that Google search. Uh linebacker's a tough spot to scout. The NFL sucks at it. That's how hard it is. And that's why it's generally not a great value in round one. Not because Jack Campbell specifically isn't and will be a good player. Which, that's the thing that actually matters, and we don't know. So, if you're screaming about how terrible this is before the kid has even actually played it down, stop talking. Have a good day. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes! <laughs> You've had enough of that shit.